The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, the one and only Tommy Dreamer and I talk about NXT from last night. And what a great episode, especially with the promos, the vignettes, the production. I mean, they are doing a phenomenal job when it comes to Tuesday nights. And we'll talk about that, Tommy and I, when it comes to NXT. Also, we speak, as we always do, to president and owner of AEW, All Elite Wrestling, the one and only Tony Khan, right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Yeah, yeah, Nick, Nick, do, do. How about Cameron Grimes last night, Tommy? And then you talk about a Hall of Famer like Rowdy Roddy Piper. How about the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase? Things like that really, really do help uh, a talent because if you remember, he had mentioned him before in just a quick little appearance and you can hear the reaction of the people. If it was even more fans in attendance, that place would have blew the roof off for that quick little segment by Ted DiBiase, who looked great, but he hit his signature stuff. And wrestling fans, you know, they remember everything. And there's, I mean, people who weren't born when Ted DiBiase was in his uh, heyday, but you could tell the impact that he's had on the wrestling business for something just as great at that. And yes, I loved uh, Cameron Grimes literally being in the expensive jewelry shop with his uh, suit jacket on and no t-shirt and that's sticking to your gimmick. Yep. And dude, let me, I loved this week's NXT. Like I have been loving it ever since it's been unopposed. Uh, the, what you said, the taking of the pace, the the Swerve Scott sit-down interview thing that he did was so unique and so different. I had gone uh, to the restroom. I paused it, and then, like, I was fast-forwarding it to get to the next thing, and I thought it was like a movie uh, yep. trailer. And then I went back, and I was like, this is phenomenal. And then, you know, they're, they're obvi- obviously – uh, some new wrestlers coming up who they did the, it looked like a diamond Dallas page uh, meet CM punk with his wrist tape. Uh, they're, they're doing some stuff. Um, I could definitely see Jeremy Borash's, I guess, influence. Cause it's a lot of uh, different camera, more of a 4d camera kind of stuff that they did. in uh, when he was working in impact wrestling and doing stuff behind the scenes there, it was um, different and unique and different and unique is always better as well as like the, 
uh, MVK, MSK, MSK, yep, Kushida. Though it looked, it didn't feel like it was scripted. And then the simple things is as stupid as it is, but like the high five to uh, Mackenzie and acknowledging her. Uh, and getting her part of the thing and Kushida adding the K into the K part of his thing, stuff like that is, is cool. And, you know, knowing those characters being so laid back as they are and then putting them in the main event and delivering a very, very solid main event and <clears throat> overall really, really enjoyed the show. I mean, there was nothing, it was not a groundbreaking episode of NXT, but it furthered the storylines of every single person. It advanced every single person. And you saw a new star emerge. And how I love how they did that, though I cringed on her shooting star. I thought uh, she was going to bite it, but really, really enjoyed the show. Yeah. And it's, you mentioned Jeremy Borash. Does Jeremy just work on NXT? Because if you look at, first of all, the look of that Capitol Wrestling Center, to me, is an improvement over the Thunderdome. Thunderdome is just too bright, too distracting. I, I love the Capitol Wrestling Center. I, I think it's perfect with the lighting, just, uh, perfect amount of fans to make enough noise. I, I really like it, that smoky arena feel. They do a fantastic job. But you mentioned Jeremy Borash, the production, like you said, the camera angles, that like 4D effect, like the vignettes and even the backstage interviews look so much better on Tuesday nights as opposed to Monday nights. Yes, absolutely. Even the the sit down with uh, Adam Cole. Yep, which was great. I loved how they did that and then how then it morphed into you're now watching what someone else is watching because he's watching the monitor. And then it went to uh, O'Reilly. And I was just like, that was brilliant. It was a brilliant in editing. It's, it's almost like a wipe because you're watching one thing and then it took away and you're like, what am I watching? And they're like, Oh crap that I don't want to say it's breaking the fourth wall, but it's taking it to another level because he's watching what you're watching. And he's soaking it in. There were so many great aspects of, of stuff. And when it's done right, and a lot of times WWE does their production right that way, uh, it is it is why it's so appreciative and so, so good. Even the simple thing of uh, Frankie Monet, again, introducing herself to the other women at, in NXT and then like, you know, quickly taking the card and, oh, there's so many different storylines that kind of got interwoven in that one little segment. And it's it also was a thread throughout the show. And that stuff like that, when you're watching television, it's like, hmm, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah, and, and you mentioned, too, like even the realism of it, like you said, kind of breaking that fourth wall. Like, and I kind of felt that even with the Finn Balor stuff, like there's that element of realism. And, and and I think you need that. Like, you know, and unfortunately, I can't compare it to other products of the WWE. It, it It's mostly entertainment. You know, it's a show. It feels like a variety show. I don't get that feel at all with NXT. And I'm not just comparing it to other WWE shows, but in all of pro wrestling, I don't think any other show is doing it like NXT with the production and that realistic feel 
to that production. Like you mentioned, even just you know watching back in the, on the monitor, this, the the the, uh, the view of it, uh, the way people are standing. That's the way people would stand when watching something on a monitor. Not that side view. I, I, I really do think that NXT is hitting it right and hitting a Grand Slam each and every week. Yes, uh, even um, Tony Storm in her promo, and she mentioned Zoe Stark, and she's literally wrestling what you're thinking is an enhancement match, and then yep. here comes Zoe Stark, and that helps to make a new character uh, out of nowhere. This rookie scores this amazing uh, upset on television, and it's when you're watching this stuff, you're like, whoa, I didn't expect to see that happen. Uh, you know, I just thought it was going to be a, a match for Tony, uh, for Tony Storm. And now you have another angle based out of that. And, and very, very interestingly done, uh, as well as giving talents mic time and uh, more so to uh, hone their craft. Or, or even you look at the uh, Maverick and Killian Dane thing. Yep. Um, they're sitting there and you're listening to the guys, even though they're talking German, he's saying like, and then you have, he's saying stuff to him and you can hear it. A lot of times when I'll talk or when I was doing seminars, it you'll guys aren't reacting or speaking or doing stuff or even cheering for their own partner. It's like watching a silent movie and it's just, no, you know, you need to, this is how you can get this stuff over. Think about, you know, we're talking about Roddy Piper, Roddy Piper. He's, you know, and the cameraman's uh, telling me to wrap it up, wrap it up. When he hit his famous lines, the, he wasn't speaking into the microphone. He literally walked up to the camera because it's like, hey, the Frankie Williams things, we're running out, we're running out, we got to go. And then he delivers these lines. And, you know, stuff like that, that just happens organically really does happen in a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. And when you're telling the stories and you have a great commentary team like uh, Wade Barrett, Vic Joseph and Beth Phoenix that are making the story better. It's a win win for all the talent that are out there. Yeah. And, you know, I know you talk about uh, the nobody will pay. And I say this all the time. It's not a slight against any announcers, but nobody pays to see announcers. Um, they pay to hear them. And that's a big difference. When, you know, you're talking about Adnan Verk or whatever his last name is. Sorry if I mispronounced it. But, you know, they made a, a big deal about bringing in all these outside uh, reporters. The, the thing they did with Adam Cole with, with uh, that reporter, it was great. No one's going to pay to, to see it. It doesn't add credibility to it. But if you don't make such a big deal that this person, the star of that interview was Adam Cole. And if you think about great interviewers why are they great interviewers it's because they get the story out of the talent not like oh look at me i'm the star because that's not how it's supposed to be yeah i totally agree and 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 i and i first of all we we praise it every week the commentators for nxt are absolutely phenomenal also too when you look at the wrestle i mean bronson reed you know, now the number one contender for Gargano's title. Like, you know, the way that they built it up. It wasn't that long ago. Me and Mark were talking about Mark was saying, like, when, when is Bronson Reed going to get an opportunity? When is he going to get a chance? Well, now he now he's a number one contender for a title. Again, slow and steady. Bully always says it. Slow and steady wins the race. And I think NXT right now, when it comes to other WWE products, is winning that race for all the things that you just said, Tommy. And it's important. And I'm not just saying – and I'm not – 
coming out here and say, well, this is old school wrestling. This is the way it's always been done. There's an element of that, but they do just enough of what 2021 can bring you with production, with talent, with athleticism, with a little bit of that reality base to it, that I think it's the perfect combination for a winning formula. And I think it's proven every Tuesday night. Dave, I said this, and I don't think you understood it when I said it. If you literally go and watch the TikToks of the Naomi, Lana, Mandy, uh, or all these women, they're more entertaining than what they're doing on television. And this is their own TikTok. They have control of it. And then you see what happens on television with these people. And you're like, ew, what, like... How do you drop the ball with these people? Even Nia Jax on uh, TikTok is entertaining as can be. And she still comes off to look like a monster. But it just doesn't translate that way on television. And that's unfortunate. For NXT, everybody is translating on television properly. Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Morrissey. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. And now, Busted Open presents Khan's Corner. <laughs> oh, back here on Busted Open, Dave LaGreca, Tommy Dreamer. And this is a throwback. And let's bring in our good friend, president and owner of AEW, the one and only Tony Khan. Tony, good morning to you. Good morning to you guys. I, I hope. That Dave, I don't set you off on a rant like Raw did. <laughs> no, no, Tony. That 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 takes a, a lot of slip and slides, a lot of humiliation. Three hours of staring at the same color and matches that I do week in and week out. I don't really get that when I watch AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays, Tony. I have to be. I'm honest. so excited to be back here. You know, it feels right uh, doing the show with you guys on Wednesdays. You guys spend Wednesday nights with us and i feel like i should spend wednesday mornings with you and all the fans so i I love coming here i did not know we were going to start calling it corner uh i don't know about (laughs) (laughs) well well, that's a throwback that was tommy's idea tommy as you know is a big sports guy and for the mets they had a show called kiner's corner uh that that spotlighted one of the mvps of that day's game so tommy i think that was a little bit of a throwback it's it's, a, it's like a pretty pretty cool MVP parts I think for Mr. Khan Tommy. Absolutely, <laughs> it's good to see Tommy. Tommy and I were just together in Nashville. Uh, Tommy, I hope you're doing well, buddy. Yeah, we're doing good. Hey, today's our 12th anniversary of Busted Open, and as you know, because you listen to the show, we have a little segment now that you have your own little segment in Khan's Corner. What T-shirt I'm am I wearing? And this is a historical T-shirt. So let's, let's see if you, a good wrestling fan, no one yet. So on the shirt, it's a group. Uh, they all had better singles careers before and after this group. One world champion, two were Hall of Famers, and both or actually all three held tag titles with other partners. World tag titles. The Rat Pack? Ooh, that's a good one, too. No. 
Are you ready for the big reveal? Yes. Let's see what T-shirt Tommy's wearing today. All righty. Oh, wow. Machines. (laughs) The machines. That is unbelievable. Never would have guessed that in a million years, Tommy, the machines. Well, I'm glad he told us he didn't keep us guessing because we would have been here all day. (laughs) We've been been doing this (laughs) since 9 (laughs) a.m. Tony, we have legit had a full bank of phone calls for two and a half hours having people guess what T-shirt Tommy is wearing. So uh, I never would have guessed the machines. Now, Tony, you've been very nice in this show and you heard the intro. So listen, I don't I think it's hot too. I'm with you. So what would you prefer to have? Like what song would you like to have to introduce you when you come on open? That's a that is a tough question. I had you know, I never thought about that. I I don't really need all this fanfare or, uh, you know, the specialized name or anything. I just really like coming and seeing you guys and and talking to the fans and, and you every week about what's happening on Dynamite with AEW. So but, wait a second. So uh, you rather be waiting? Segment. You rather be waiting in the ring than have an entrance when you come on? <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, maybe I'm one of those people. You load in the ring, and then you come back from break, and they're loaded. There's okay. Wrong with being one of those guys. But on the other hand, I I do really like the the fanfare and the idea of a theme. So maybe I got to think about this. For next okay. Week. Uh, right. And I'll I'll come up with something better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tony, exciting times. Uh, obviously, uh, two strong weeks in a row for AEW Dynamite. Well over a million viewers for both those shows the last two weeks. I mean, how do you feel coming off of both those shows? Not just the quality of the shows, but how many people have come to those shows as well? It's, it's been awesome. Thank you for asking, Dave. It's been a great few weeks for us. Uh, the, the shows have been really strong. And I think the most important thing is that the shows are good. And, you know, if we were doing good numbers and the show quality was not high, then I think eventually it would catch up with us. But I'm really glad because I think the shows have been strong and the numbers have been good. So that's the best of both worlds. And we have a really strong card for tonight's show. Uh, You know, a lot of your listeners, I think, do watch AEW Dynamite, but you guys have a huge, huge audience. So I'm sure there are some people listening to this who don't watch Dynamite or haven't seen it in a long time. So we have a, a really, really big card tonight. And huge matches and i think one of the awesome things about tonight's show and a lot of the dynamite episodes is that when you look at the matches on this card so many different people this week have said that they have a match they're excited about and it's like a different match for everyone because that's how good the card is like like a pay-per-view card and you know with tonight's show uh what orange cassidy versus pentel zero miedo is a match people have been asking me about all week I'm really, really excited about that. I thought Penta and Trent had a great match last week yep. and left it open for this one. Uh, you know, Hangman and Brian Cage is another match for really, really stoked about tonight. And I think that's going to be huge. Um, and those are two of our top wrestlers. And Hangman versus Brian Cage, we've never had that here in AEW. Um, to have Darby defending the TNT title against 10 is really cool. And I don't know how much you guys know about 10 about Vance and his background. Tommy, I don't know if you do you know him or do any of you guys know Vance very well? No, I don't know his background. He's a good kid and he he had trained at the Nightmare Factory. And when we did the shows in Atlanta at the Nightmare Factory, which like a year ago today, that's what was running, was that we sh- we taped all the shows in advance and shut down uh, until we could come back with like a testing plan and do the shows safe a year ago. So we were, we were running these, these tapes 
from the, the Atlanta tapings. And uh, on the first show, when we were there, we had a very small crew and only about 29% of our wrestling roster was there. And we brought in a lot of extras. And to this day, so many of these people have caught on with the company. You know, Vance has become number 10 and a huge part of the Dark Order. Uh, Lee Johnson, Sean Dean, Anna Jay, and a number of other people have come in, you know, on that taping and really made their name. And Vance for uh, Alan Angels also. And we didn't have any of the other Dark Order members. Brody was really just starting getting rolling. And I wanted to have some dark water representation. And so I made up a team and basically took Vance and Alan angels who I really didn't know very well. They were, they were these, these extra kids that had come in that were helping us out. And they were a huge part of these shows. And he, they came in, I made them eight and nine at the time. They were dark water, eight, and nine were Vance and Alan angels. And they did such, such good work for us. And Brody took to Vance and Brody Lee, said i really like this guy i'd like to repackage him and make him so actually he became 10 and then immediately he started uh bringing this guy into the fold we did a 10 match where brody was his manager he got involved in brody's story moxley and he was really brody's hand-picked guy and for him to be challenging for the tnt title tonight which is the belt brody helped make famous you know that i think will always be associated with him now it's really really cool and I think that's another match people have been really stoked about all week. And, and that's only half the card and the other half is just as good. So it's wow. really a big show tonight. When you look at I, I would, last uh, week. I, I'd oh. be if I didn't uh, also mention to you guys, um, we, we get stacked, stacked matches tonight, but the inner circle pinnacle parlay, it, mm. in addition to all the great wrestling we have tonight, those matches and Statlander and Penelope, the young wrestling Matt and Mike Seidel. And we have this, Big six-man tag, Dustin Rhodes, Billy Gunn, and Lee Johnson uh, taking on QT uh, with with Aaron Solo and Nick Comoroto is going to be great. We have all this great stuff, but I think MJF and Jericho and the pinnacle in the inner circle is what some people are looking forward to more than anything. Especially after last week when I think MJF had maybe the promo of his career last week and beat the Battle of the Words with Jericho last week, I think. That was awesome. That was, and that's high praise saying promo of his career because it's a career filled with great promos and it's really his calling card. So it's like uh, saying, you know, it's Joe Montana's greatest passing day or Michael Jordan's greatest scoring, uh, you know. So for MJF, that's high praise from you, Dave, also. And uh, I think tonight, Max and Chris can go out and actually top the promos they gave last week. And I also think, Next week with Blood and Guts, I mean, if people aren't excited already, I think there's a huge amount of buzz. We've sold a lot of tickets, but I think tonight we're going to sell some more tickets. I think more people are going to get interested in it. And I think Max and Chris will talk a lot of people into this match, but also we'll get to hear more from some of the other really exciting people in the match, Sammy Guevara and FTR, Santana Ortiz, and everyone involved in the match. What I like with... I'm seeing more of, and I know you're very responsible for it besides the unscripted promos, but it's the character development. And like you said, Hey, I may not know something about this person, but you give them a minute to 30 seconds of a package to let your audience know something about them. 
And as a viewer, I then get sucked in like, like on Ty Conte. I know who she was. I've seen some of her stuff, but I saw a nice little package before her match, a nice little interview. And I was like, yep. I believe in this woman is to me key to get people to be invested in all these characters. That package was really strong. Um, our post-production team does awesome work and, you know, they put together a great road to and road to, we put on YouTubes on Mondays to hype up dynamites and big events. And I thought they did an awesome job. Kevin Sullivan, Jess Palumbo and the team uh, putting that together, Comeback studios and definitely, definitely Ty Conti, I think made some new fans and you're right. There were people that kind of knew her, knew about her, but that got people a lot more interested in a Ty Conti match, which was a really, really strong match and did really well for us. And I think it's a match I've ever seen Ty in. And I agree. And I think those packages and whenever you can learn more about a character, it helps a lot. And honestly, it's easier to do those things when you're not in the head-to-head war. And seriously, because those packages do a lot better now than they did a month ago in terms of, there's a lot less flipping around during a package and things like that because everybody's all action, action, action. People want to watch matches. But when you really sit down about the wrestlers, it makes everything more exciting. It makes everything better. And I'm really glad you said that. And it's, you know, trying to do more of that. And I always like doing the packages before, but it's really tough when there's wrestling on another channel. So uh, it, it definitely has it more possible for me to get across traits histories and things about the different characters that you'd want to know. So I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you, Tom. Also, you have more freedom in this way as well. And I think it's a great sign for the future of AEW is the main event from last week, you know, with Jungle Boy and Darby Allen, like two quote unquote, like homegrown talents within AEW, you know, young talents as well, putting them in the main event position and then being one of the highest rated segments of your show last week. It's a great sign. They're tremendous, and both of those guys are a huge part of our future, and we saw a number of matches last week, and honestly, there's a s- several matches tonight, too, where you could say these these two people could be a huge part of the future of the company. You know, Chris Statlander and Penelope Ford are two of our top wrestlers in the women's division, and they have a story that goes back a long time. And at double or nothing, actually, when Britt had gotten hurt a year ago, um, I brought in as a late replacement to go in and wrestle against Statlander. And she did a tremendous, tremendous job. It was a great match. And Penelope's really developed in the last year. Statlander has also developed in the last year, which is impressive because she's been on the shelf and she came back from a long-term knee injury in much better shape and really ready to go. And it was really important to get her going from the beginning. So having her, return in the arcade anarchy in such a memorable moment. I thought it was awesome and really set her up for this big match tonight with Penelope. So it's going to be another really big part of the card. And, you know, when you talk about people that have come a long way and, and some of the young stars of the company that are part of the future, I think that's another good example and really top to bottom, you know, we, that's kind of what we have going on tonight. I think with hangman and Brian cage, again, two guys, that can be world champions for us, two guys that could be, you know, face of the network for us, and two guys uh, where I don't think anybody knows what to expect from that match. Something I loved last week, uh, and it's simple detail, when the main event was going on and the announcer said, normally 
this would be an hour time limit, but we don't have that much time left in the show. And we have standby matches as we normally do. But that simple explanation of the TNT title, what it represents, gave it so much more validity. And to to the viewer, I feel, wow, I have to watch this because the title may change. And it was just simple with words. And that's why when you have the storytellers like you do with a great announce team, helps the product so, so much. But at least you told the listener, I mean, of what's going on. Yep. I appreciate you saying that. This is a TV time remaining situation. And um, there's other times where we can get an overrun. Like at Winter is Coming when Kenny and Mox went on um, with about 30-something minutes left in the show. I had said, you know, hey, if they go the hour, we have the extra time from TNT and we'll go long. This was not like that. This was a case where, you know, if the guys didn't hit the finish before 10 o'clock, then it was going to be a draw. And it was a great, great match. And I'm really, really proud of Jungle Boy and and so thankful for Darby and what a great champion he is and and has been. And I think tonight will be a really tough test. It's his fifth defense in four weeks. And he's really, really been a fighting champion. And you don't see that a lot anymore uh, in wrestling. People fighting it that he's been fighting at. And 10 is the bigger man, the stronger man, uh, and has the dark order behind him. And, you know, Darby's going to have Sting. Uh, I think it'll be a really, really fun match tonight. You know, it's funny because a lot of people on this show the next day after Dynamite last Thursday were saying, oh, the women's match should have been the, that women's championship match should have been the main event. Well, did you listen? Because it was a one-hour time limit. It brings realism and credibility to the match because, you know, it's not going to be like I'm looking at the clock. Hey, it's a one-hour time limit. They're on earlier on so they can fit it in if it's a one-hour time limit draw. And then you have the TNT Championship match, which is television time remaining. So it's the little things, like Tommy said, that brings a lot of credibility and realism to the wrestling. And I appreciate it. School fan, I appreciate you doing that. Uh, Tony, uh, the Turner Broadcasting um, networks have gotten a lot stronger. The the NHL contract now seven years, you know, and now everybody's talking. Oh my gosh, is AEW Dynamite going to move? Is is, is this going to be a, a crazy situation? Do you worry about that at all? Or are you perfectly fine to know that Wednesday night is your slot in your home? I know Wednesday nights are slot in our home, and we're in a situation. I'm thrilled with our partnership with TNT. You know, it's a lifeblood of our company. It's our primary revenue source. And it's the way most fans get exposed to AEW and see the show. And tonight and every Wednesday that we do Dynamite, I think, uh, you know, for a lot of wrestling fans, it's a really important night of the week. And so I want everyone to rest assured that they're not going to have to worry about these kinds of majors. Um, you know, we have a contract. We have two and a half years left on it, over two and a half years left on it uh, for Wednesday nights in this slot. And if there was ever... Uh, an opportunity to move or if there was a, a deal to be had, I would consider it. And, it, you know, if we did something, it would have to be a really good deal for AEW. It would have to make sense for us. But, you know, as it stands right now, that's, that is um, the spot we're in tonight, eight to 10 Wednesday nights on TNT. And if we move, uh, you know, I, I would certainly consider, a, a, you know, a deal if there was uh, something in it for AEW. Okay. Tony, uh, Sunday night, his made, you were there. Um, Kenny Omega has proven he's literally the best wrestler in the world. He has three titles, um, the AEW title, the Impact title. What is going on? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. 
for you, you're literally your franchise uh, player has to now defend the title in another company. Like what? Well, I mean, that's nothing new, Tommy, because you have to remember that Kenny has experience doing this. He's the triple A champion. Also, you know, he went to triple mania and defended the title, had a great match with Laredo kid done that. You know, he's gone down to triple A and also defended. So I think there's a precedent for it that, you know, Kenny can burn the candle. There was a point a year ago where Kenny and hangman were the world tag team champions and Kenny was making defenses in Mexico. So, uh, and, and he had wrestled Phoenix in Mexico and had a great match. So I do think that, you know, he's shown he can do it, that he can fight a battle on two fronts. Now can he fight a battle on three fronts, but definitely, you know, I, I hate to say it, his priority is going to be here. And uh, he's the AEW world champion. To me, it's the most prestigious title in the world. And now he's gone to other companies, Impact and AAA, and become the champion, which is great. And it reminds me of when I was a kid, uh, Vader held titles on three continents. And that was really cool. And now you have Kenny Omega, who's, you know, in three different companies holding four belts. And there could be more to come. And I think it's awesome. You know, he had a great match with Rich. Rich is great. And there's some really exciting things happening there on your show. But tonight on AEW Dynamite, I think, is where you know you're going to see Kenny every week. And he's the best wrestler in the world today. He's been the best wrestler in the world for a while. And, you know, he's another really important part of the AEW roster, the AEW family. I was really glad to see him win. I was glad to be there ringside and see such a great match. And I thought for the fans, it was good that they got a great match and a great finish. Uh, Tony, and, and first of all, here with Tony Khan, uh, owner and president of AEW. And now that you've become a part of this family and you join us, which we, we really appreciate, especially tonight's your show. So this is this is game day and you come on the show to do this preview. And also, you know, the NFL draft is right around the corner. So this is an extremely busy time for you. So we really appreciate the time. Um, one of the things, though, a lot of fans have been calling in and, and as a matter of fact, happened today as well about interactions that you've had with them and you're extremely fan friendly. And it sounds like you've been like that since day one, which is, you know, which is not uh, very common in the world of pro wrestling, especially when it comes to executives and CEOs. How special is your relationship to your AEW fan base? It's very important to me. It's very special to me. I think everybody in AEW has a special relationship with the fans for the most part. And I think everybody in wrestling really treasures that relationship if you don't you should because the fans are why we're all here it's why we're all on this show today it's why busted open has become the number one show on Sirius. it's why AEW has been the number one show on tnt and the number one show 18 to 49 on cable uh number number two of all uh 18 to 49 shows last week we were number one with men and we've been you know consistently in the top five top six with women and so the show has been a huge hit your show has been a huge hit. Why? Because of the fans and because we try to do wrestling content, provide wrestling content that the fans want to like. And at the end of the day, if there's something we've done that people don't like, I really make an effort to go back and fix it. And I don't want to double that stuff people don't like. That is not necessarily the industry standard. And definitely in 2021, 2020, it hasn't been necessarily the industry standard, but it's what I believe. And I think it's why, you know, we've had a consistent fan by, uh, we've maintained such a great audience since we launched. And now, you know, we've seen our audience pick back up uh, to the highest levels we've really had since the beginning. And 
I, I attribute, you know, why wrestling fans stick with us through thick and thin because it's in our blood. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to Busted Open, you're probably a big wrestling fan or, or maybe you're a new wrestling fan. And we all share some and we all really love this. And, uh, you know, we, there are people, some of us might take a break from it. There have been times where you might stop watching for a little bit, but we always go back. Yep. And it's, and what, that's what makes us a brethren. That's what makes us a family of wrestling fans. And so to me, I mean, I am one of the wrestling fans. And the first time I ever met Tommy, I was 13 years old and, you know, I looked up to him and I'm uh, now here I am. We're interacting on TV. And when I met Tommy, I was wearing a Taz shirt. And now Taz works for me. Taz works for AEW. Taz works for the fans. And Taz is one of the best personalities in wrestling now. And I think it was a big mistake, a big oversight in professional wrestling that Taz hadn't been a big part of wrestling team. We came back, but I'm really glad that Taz and team Taz are, you know, a big part of our show. And that's just a couple examples of people that were very nice to me when I was a fan and, you know, it's all come back around. So some of you are fans now, who knows, uh, Tommy and I could be working for you someday. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's, that's what makes wrestling off. Awesome. And I think we're all so connected, you know, even in the world of celebrities, I was talking to somebody the other day and it's like celebrity wrestling fans and powerful people in Hollywood, uh, you know, regarding wrestling, you always hear the same names. <laughs> like whenever somebody says like, Oh, I got connected to this person. It's always one of the same few people yep. because there are a certain group of people that really really love wrestling and it's a really small world and we're all connected through it we're all like you know they say six degrees of separation in wrestling it's like one or two you know everyone knows somebody who knows somebody in wrestling and i think that's what's another thing awesome about it yeah it is it is a family atmosphere and you're so right tony it's it's in your dna like you know once you're a wrestling fan that's it and you may get away from it for a little while but you'll always come back and you know we just have about 30 seconds before the end of the show and I just want to thank you so much especially you know it's 12 years I never would have imagined that A I would have been able to get a pro wrestling show on the air much less have it last this long and I, I can't wait for the next 12 years and, and Tony you've been such a great supporter of this show so you're a big reason why now that we are the number one sports talk show on Sirius XM. So we really appreciate you coming on. And don't forget AEW Dynamite tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time on TNT. And, and Tony, once again, thanks for all the time. We appreciate it. Happy anniversary, guys. Happy anniversary, Dave. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.